0: That's heritageradionetwork.org slash 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit wholefoodsmarket.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn,
2: Welcome to the Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org here with Michael Fusco today. And I only wish everyone was listening the last half hour before we were actually recording because I think we went over everything.
3: Basically, yeah. I'm going to try to be as uh, spontaneous as I was. Excellent.
2: I could do rapid fire questions that are such non sequiturs. <laughs> so, but you're here because I think you are that great amalgam of what this show tries to be. Uh, the intersections of food and art, especially recently with all these wonderful uh, design ventures you've been working on. But let's give a little background about who you are, what you do, where you came from, wonderful. other than the womb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where were you born and raised?
3: Um, I was born in White Plains, New York. And, um, and I, was, I was in Westchester County until I was about 12, or, and then I moved to Florida and like basically, while I gained a lot of knowledge about humanity, <laughs> it basically ruined my. No, it didn't ruin my life, but it was. It's an awful place to grow up. But I learned a lot about people. Yeah, and pizza, <laughs> and and pizza. Yeah, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked. Um, I was. I went to high school in in Florida, and and then I went to college in Florida. And I actually my first design job was in Florida too. Um, but, um, but yeah, you know, I basically spent the 12 years that I was there thinking about how to get to New York. And, um, and basically the answer of all to all of that was that I had broken up with a girlfriend and I took 500, the $500 that I have and I got in my car and I drove here and that was it. And like, that's, I just made that leap and that was all I did.
2: Yeah. Uh. Emma, your wife is here. In yeah, yeah. Seems like he does that kind of thing a lot. Just drives, suckers somebody into some kind of trip, and just goes
3: and he swears he's a good driver. <laughs> I'm the best driver. Yeah. <laughs> like I, and you can ask anybody. I am the best driver. I mean,
2: well, I'm, I'm glad you made this, uh, uh, you know, venture to New York because <laughs> here you found uh, an amazing design career. Um, and I was lucky enough to kind of find your work and be introduced to you through Michael Hurst. Who's been on the show from the recipe project. And it opened up this amazing portfolio of things that you've done, <laughs> um, from book covers to album covers, uh, now onto food. Yeah. But the original part of your career was because this wonderful cyclical thing that just recently happened at Artisan Books or Workman.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I moved up to New York and I got a job at Workman because my cousin was an editor at um at Algonquin Books of Chapel Hill which is a subsidiary of Workman, just like Artisan is. And so I got a job in the art department and I like I interviewed and the guy, the art director there like offered me $25 an hour and I thought I I thought I'd won the lottery. I mean, I remember just being so thrilled and I started working there and I worked there for about 4 years and I designed a lot of I worked on a lot of cookbooks and I met my wife and she was an editorial assistant there for nine months. and um, Six months. Si- oh.
2: <laughs> She's a great driver, but the facts are a
3: little bit. <laughs> <laughs> she, like, got me, and then she, like, got out of there, yeah. basically. And um, and it was a really great learning experience. Whenever I talk to people in publishing specifically about working at Workman, they always are like they, – they a lot of people in publishing think Workman is kind of crazy because their books are so designed and so filled with everything – and it, it takes a lot of effort to get one of those books to the printer. And so they always – whenever I would tell people I was working at Workman or that I would worked at Workman, they'd be like, oh, wow. Like you, you – so you must really know what you're doing. <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I do. I don't yeah. know. Like I, I, ca- I kept up with it for the years that I was there. And basically the only reason I left was because I really wanted to start designing like more literary stuff and um, at the time. And so I moved – Onto another publisher where they were basically only doing like you know mostly fiction and big nonfiction stuff that I that I could give more of like a literary book look to I guess. So I mean,
2: as a designer, I mean talking about cross curricular, are you choosing to? be a literary designer, in a sense? Or are you looking to be a culinary designer? Uh, well, what forms do you look towards?
3: Well, I definitely, like, at that time, like, I had it in, like, I, I I, would spend, like, hours and hours and hours just sitting in bookstores looking at book covers. And I just, I knew what I loved. I had designers that I loved, and I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And, you know, I've been, that was probably, like, eight years ago or something, and now that I've done that for a long time, now, I, I, the food stuff is something that is relatively new. Maybe like in the last three or four years, I've really started doing the food stuff, and like I have so many ideas in me w- regarding to that. And I, I think I have maybe some le- le- little less ideas in terms of like the literary fiction, designing a literary yeah. fiction book. Whereas I feel like I've done so many different books. I'm I'm currently the art director at a publisher too. And um, so I, I design like 20 or 30 books a year or more than that. So it's a lot of work. And I feel like I sort of, I don't know, I've, I've, I've ran that course in some ways. And with the food stuff, I find it so exciting yeah. and um, I'm just so into it.
2: I mean, it. do you cook a lot? Do you go out to eat a lot? Is it you're not impoverished and, and, and you know,
3: frail? No, yeah. I mean, you, you're, no. you, yeah.
2: No, what I What are you, you talking about, man? <laughs> I like how we have the little foley sound, too, of the something <laughs> That was just us hitting a watermelon there. <laughs> it's radio. It's suspension of uh, you know, belief. Um, No, I mean, you must enjoy food, too, because talking before, you were seemingly so excited, unless you're a great actor. You were so enthralled about these new projects that you're doing and the people you're doing them with. Yeah. Um, And aside from sharing similar values, you value that collaboration.
3: Absolutely. And the, you know, I I mean, obviously, I don't know, you know, it's rare that I meet somebody who tells me that they don't like food. And when I do (laughs) meet that person, I try not to spend as much, that much time with them. (laughs) But like, obviously, I love food. Being in New York, I, you know, I've we've eaten at so many amazing places. We try to go out to dinner a lot. Like we try. We
4: try. We try to cook at home.
3: We I try mean, to cook at <laughs> home. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the we have a beautiful kitchen and like that's really the goal yeah. at this point. So you
2: try to cook at home, but because of those not failures I'll say, you go out to dinner a lot.
5: Well,
3: yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. No, exactly. And and um and so like I love food. And so to me it's such an honor to be able to conceptualize and collaborate with a chef or a butcher or a baker or whatever of somebody whose work I, like, love and admire. Yeah. And, and it's just been – it's been so great on that level. And it's also been really nice to have it be, like, where I live and be able to, like, go to, you know, the Meat Hook – and see like my logo in, in carved in wood behind the thing and just just like it's so cool to it's do that. living it's breathing exactly
2: you know, you know let's let's backtrack a little bit because when you design a book cover do you read the book first
3: i try my best and i i i i do especially if it's fiction i what i will say that if it's fiction i try to i read it i do
2: did you read emma's books
3: oh man <laughs> I read like all of Emma's yeah. books and I've read I've read uh, multiple stages of Emma's books, yeah. you know. Because uh,
2: you designed the cover for uh, Emma's last novel, Laura. No, I, di- oh. I didn't
3: actually. <laughs> I, I designed the cover mm-hmm. for her story collection Other People okay. Married, which is like It's
4: a better cover.
5: Yeah.
3: Oh, jeez. Um which which is like like for me like that was a kind of turning point in some ways where like I designed that and I was like I like, I was so nervous about doing it. I was, I, I I remember having conversations with Emma being like, this needs to be like the best thing I've ever done or else I'll never be happy with it. And like, when I did it, I was like, this is like the best, one of the best things. (laughs) Like, like I really felt that way. And like that, and I think actually designing that cover was sort of a turning point where I was like, okay, like I've done the book stuff and I'm really cool with the cover stuff. And, um, now I want to kind of start focusing on something else. And, And I feel like that happened at the same time. And I really, I just, I love her. I love other people we married. And it's, it's. I did the watercolor. Emma Emma actually did all the typography on it. It was a real collaborative thing. Yeah. Like we sat down and we were like, what do we want this to look like? Like, what do we want this to accomplish? And it like, I feel like it really accomplished it.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I like hearing, aside from the collaboration, you know, how to amorphize, uh, you know, something that. Isn't necessarily a living, breathing thing, uh-huh. and it be the symbol of that. Because I know you've done a lot of music as well. Um, yeah, you know, broken social scene, mm-hmm. and people can interact at concerts and listen to their CDs. But to be that living icon, to be that representative thing, yeah, um, it is kind of fearful because you have to nail it, and because yeah. that that is the lead to a lot of uh, yeah. you know visual references.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, and especially when you're like when you look at it like that, where it's like, you know, even, even if I don't know, the, if I, even if I'm not married to the author, like uh, this book, this person probably worked on for, you know, a big chunk of their lives. They're very, very attached to it emotionally. And I have to give it a visual representation. And like, there's a lot of pressure for that in general, I think. And, um, and, you know, I, uh, I think about that a lot. I, I, I also, I think about it a lot because Emma is an author and Emma's father is an author and I understand what it's like to be an author and have your book be represented maybe not the exact way that you want it to be because the author in this process and we're sort of getting away from the topic but in the in the process of book design the author unless you're like a big 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 famous author that has like super pull the author is left out of a lot of it and it's it's kind of a sad thing it's weird you know um
2: well let's talk about a big pickle maker oh yeah I I don't mean like Someone that makes large pickles. (laughs) But um, Wheelhouse Pickles was one of your first forays into culinary logos. Um, And he's actually a dear friend of mine, too, John Oren. I love John. I remember seeing you know the logo before the pickle and that's what really drew me in and Uh and the travis pickle uh oh yeah i know i didn't that was actually
3: another friend of ours that we had illustrate all that stuff which is so cool too
2: but all those visual cues that just brought me in. i mean it's a pickle yeah i mean it's a great pickle but it's a pickle yeah Yeah. so like how do you make it a more attractive pickle i mean when you first met john what was the discussion like did you say pickle as much as i just did (laughs)
3: Probably. Yeah. Um, well, I think when I met John, I, a lot, like a lot of my clients actually, John came to me at, from a friend, just like a referral, like word of mouth sort of deal. And he, um, you know, we sat down and we met and he, I think he gave me a bunch of samples of his stuff. And, and we talked about like the, the kind of vibe that he was going for. You know, he wanted sort of like an old school vibe and he wanted it to feel like something that had been there. Been around for a long time and and was, you know, like a classic thing. He didn't want it to look like new and shiny. And um, and that's sort of the – from what I remember, that was actually a while ago. From what I remember, that those were the conversations that we had when we were designing the logo. And then once the logo was established, we got to do all the packaging and all the stickering of all the different jars and stuff. And that was so much fun yeah. because I got to pick a color palette and then we got to do – Like, I got to design all those labels, and it was so cool. And, like, recently somebody on Facebook that is not even connected to Wheelhouse posted something about the minor threat sauce. I love the minor threat sauce. And I was like – I Like, I saw the, the jar, the photo of the jar, which is, like, the photo of the jar that I took in, like, my studio and when, when he needed all the pro- product shots. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I haven't seen that jar in yeah. so long. And it was, like, it brought me right back. And I, like, love the way all of that stuff ended up looking. Like, yeah. It really is nice.
2: Well, I mean, let's jump ahead because you're talking about making a single piece of collateral and that kind of snowballing in the uh-huh. um You recently uh, – I'm going to say help open because mm. Nightingale Nine would not be open without that beautiful sign. <laughs> um, but you you helped. Uh, uh, what is it, Rob Newton? Yeah. design the sign and signage for Nightingale yeah. Nine, that his new Vietnamese restaurant. Yeah, yeah, mystery. yeah.
3: Opening on Thursday, or yeah, opening. Uh, uh, it'll be open when on you on a Thursday. It. Yeah, yeah, on a Thursday. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean we had worked together before, and and then this one came about. You know, he just called me. The cool thing about Rob is that he never calls me on the phone and talks to me about these things. Like, he always wants to talk to me in person, which I think is, like, a really – it's really nice where it's, like – like, Emma's, like, where are you going? I'm, like, oh, I got to talk to Rob. And she's, like, about what? And I'm, like, I have no idea. (laughs) Like, he just calls me – or he'll, like, text me and be, like, I got to see you. Uh, You want to (laughs) come over here tomorrow morning or something? And I'll be, like, okay, cool. And and so we talked about the logo for a long time. He showed me a lot of pictures. Well, he went to Vietnam and for like a month and 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 you know studied with a lot of chefs out there and like really sampled the cuisine he brought when he, when he came back he brought me like all these pictures that he had taken of different like graphics and different colors and different sort of things and like like wall treatments and all kinds of things and just being like this is what i'm thinking and so like out of those conversations came that logo and with that logo i must have done I mean, we did, I did, I went through a lot of rounds with him on it just because I remember giving him the first round and he was like, these are amazing. I love them. Um, and then, but just for, cause we were having so much fun, we like just kind of went down other avenues and it ended up being what the logo is now ended up being sort of one of those avenues, which was really cool. Like it wasn't, because I, I really love working with him. And we have a lot of fun when we work. It wasn't like annoying to be like, let's explore that. Like, let's just see, even though we got something really cool here and we're all happy, let's just see what happens when I do this.
2: Well, do you live by uh, that adage about making iterations that you always do what your client wants first and then you do something for yourself as well?
3: I try i i mean i I you know the I never want to ignore like initial conversations, and generally, I've been lucky enough that when it comes to this food stuff, like the people that I'm working with, like we come in with similar mindsets like um you know i i I just had a conversation the other day with somebody who's starting a sandwich company, and she sent me like a bunch of stuff that she really liked, we sat down and we had to talk about it, and I was like. This is exactly how I would envision your sandwich company to be. Like this is great. We're all on the same page. Yeah. So like luckily I haven't felt like I needed to go like do something that was like just for me and then do stuff that's just for them. Because like I really do feel like with the with the food stuff that I'm general I've been on the same page with all of these people. I've been lucky enough to be on the same page with all of these people that I, I feel like I'm just doing it for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick page, okay.
2: uh, quick break and talk about the upcoming pages of the Meat Hook Cookbook. Okay, cool. Excellent. You've been listening to The Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We'll be right back.
1: program has been brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Seeing a need to help people sort through all the misinformation about healthy eating, Whole Foods Market added a seventh core value to promote the health of our stakeholders through healthy eating education. In our stores, we give you the tools you need for choosing the most nutritious foods and healthy recipes, as well as offering classes with nutritionists and cooking coaches to help inspire good health and well-being. Stop by your local store today and learn more about our Health Starts Here program and wellness clubs or online at wholefoodsmarket.com slash health starts here.
2: Hey, and welcome back to the food scene on heritage radio network. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkel, here today with another Michael, Michael Fusco. Hello. And is it M and E or M plus E. It's M plus E. M plus E. Yeah, yeah. just I, I never know when you see a plus whether or not to say and or plus or. Yeah. it's it's very personal thing.
3: Yeah, no, it's M plus E. Excellent. And, um, and general, I mean, the truth is, is that I basically like Emma and I collaborate on certain things that I that we do. Not everything, so i i the 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 wedding invitations that we design are generally a collaboration, and all of the posters that we silk screen are a collaboration too generally right yeah um but uh but some of the other stuff I kind of handle, and she's always just sort of. Like, she's basically my, like, office mate who I can say, hey, like, come and look at these logos and tell me what you like. If I design, like, 20 logos for a project and I have to kind of pare them down to five or something, you know, she'll help me sort of do that. It's
2: nice to have that. My fiance is an editor, so to have that in-house editor in a sense, because sometimes the mind wanders, drifts, and you do too much, and you lose that focus. Exactly,
3: or you like focus, or you like like zero in on something that you think is so awesome, and then you need somebody there to be like. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, what Emma. Instead of a, I
2: never <laughs> instead of a yes, that. man, it's a that sucks woman. Uh,
3: um,
2: <laughs> let's segue from that into uh-huh. the meat hook. Yeah. Um, the meat hook is a wonderful, glorious place, as we all know. Yeah. And I'm sure you shop there and sample their wares. And Absolutely. But how did it come to working with him on a cookbook?
3: Um, well uh Ben Turley, who's one of the three guys, um, is a really old friend of mine and they um he got in touch with me when they were starting the business and you know I designed the logo and uh, and that was only the beginning and like that and the coolest thing about it is that um uh, it really they've become the three – all three of them, Brent and Tom and, and Ben, are, have become, like, some of my favorite people. And I love working with them on all the all the different cool stuff I get to do because they're not just, like, about just the logo. They want, like, cool summer shirts. So, like, every <laughs> summer they're like, can you design, like, a surf vibe shirt for us? And I'm like, okay. Yeah. And I get to, like, do something that doesn't look anything like the logo and, but it says the meat hook and it's awesome and it's really fun, you know? And so, um, so that has been really fun. And then they got this book deal and, um, I'm going to be designing the entire package with them. Um, and it's really, really exciting to be able to sort of take the vibe that, uh, that we've been doing in terms of like the visual graphic vibe and, and their vibe that they sort of put forth into like the world anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, and be able to put it into a book is gonna be so much fun. And we're at the really early stages now. We've talked a couple of times and about like how, you know, we want it to look and whatever, yeah. but like for the most part, it's we're just beginning and it's I am so excited about doing at, it.
2: We are excited to see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is, it's a massive task. And you yeah. talked about how Rob gave you kind of visual references of his trips to Vietnam. Yeah. What do you expect from a client? I mean, how do you start uh working on a project like that?
3: Well, I mean, I think what I always say is that um, I want, like, I think when the meat hook guys came to me they said you know we want this to look like a beer logo like that that was where we started actually yeah was like, what kind
2: of beer what are your favorite beer logos i mean what did what popped in your head when well i mean that? they were talking like yeah.
3: miller light and like that sort of vibe yeah. and and um
2: because they have the cozies i think they had an yeah. ends and they just i think that, i think
3: that the whole business began with them thinking like we need a cozy that we could put something on yeah <laughs> we should start a butcher company and then get a logo yeah. to put on the cozy yeah and, and then that's <laughs> no but um but they uh i think that's where it started and then and so we talked a lot about that and and then the logo sort of developed out of that it, i don't think it looks anything like a beer logo but there were definite uh definitely rounds that i did that looked so much like a like a schlitz type vibe thing where it was just like a scripty font that was sort of skewed and in a circle like a, in a weird shape and stuff that um so, but usually when people come to me, they, the, you know, I always ask for references. Like, they have to have someone like who is a chef or who is a, um, who's starting a business like the, in, in food. Like, they, I'm sure they have like a vision of like what they want it to look like, of what they want to be presented, their visual sort of, uh, representation. And so, like, I always ask people um like what they're seeing in terms of like what they like, you know, like everyone has opinions about that. If they don't, then it's scary. Yeah. You know? If they're like, oh yeah, you could just do whatever you want, I won't care. I'm like, that's weird. I mean I never hear that. Yeah. So I
2: mean <laughs> what do you come to the table with? What what are your favorite, you know, book covers, album covers? What what are those meters for, you know, good work to you?
3: Um, well, I mean, I think I, I, I mean my sort of um uh my past, or like I kind of come from like sort of like a punk rock sort of thing. Like the first things I designed were like cut and paste flyers for like punk rock shows in like Jupiter, Florida. Yeah. And uh, or like ska shows. Yeah. I was about to say Sorry. it's more
2: a ska hub than a punk hub. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and don't worry. I grew up in Westchester and played in ska bands, and okay. it's all okay because I know guys in high places that were in those bands. Oh now. yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: my best, my best friend who went on the, I went on a my first tour that I ever went on was with a ska band, and he is like. Uh, now he like is playing horns for David Byrne's band, you know? yeah. So they're like, you know what? It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so that's sort of where I come from, and like I try to um to have sort of like hand. I I personally really love things that are, that seem a little hand hewn, like um that aren't as uh that don't look as computery, that seem a little bit more old fashioned. I don't like super super, super clean, super, super, like, stark stuff, um, as much, um, so that's sort of where I'm coming from when I, when I, like, I hope that what people hire, when people hire me, they, um, they, they, uh, they like look at my stuff and they like like my stuff and they don't want me to do something that's different yeah. than what my stuff is.
2: Well, I think the the inevitable goal is trying to be hired for your personal style. Yeah, exactly. Rather than trying to be hiled, hired for your skill set.
3: Yeah, and I mean, and I feel like it's like with me particularly, like I know a lot of designers that that have like a style and it's so particular and it's just like I can go into a bookstore And look at a book and be like, oh, that is Rodrigo Corral's design and not even have to look at the flap because I know what his books look like. And I think that that's really cool. And I love that. But I personally don't know if I I'm trying to achieve that on some level. But I I don't think I I don't think I have enough of like a specific style to do that. Yeah,
2: it innately comes. It's just it's it's one of those matter of time things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you have Nightingale 9. Yeah. Yeah. the elements of that, from what Rob showed you, i kind of like this this wonderful, glowing, dark, reddish, you know what I picture of as Vietnam, yeah. so obviously did a good job there. thank you um, but who made that sign? I mean, you have to work with other people yeah. to produce something like that yeah to...
3: um well, I had uh the, the, these two guys, Chan and Kai, have a like sort of I, I like I don't really know what they call it, but i will I'll call it like an object fabrication like studio where they like make these really cool objects oh, An are- OFS. OFX. Yeah, oh FX, okay. It's, oh, I'm sorry. It's I didn't, I didn't everything. know the slang. Yeah, yeah. But um, but they make like really cool stuff for really fancy people. I think too, and like and, and and like weird objects. Like they were telling me the other day, they were like, we have to build this ladder out of paper for like some museum or something. And I, I was like, how are you going to do that? And they were like, we don't know. That's our job to figure it out. And I was like, whoa. Um, so they do all kinds of weird things, and they. Uh, did this sign that's behind the counter at the meat hook that is gorgeous and um and I got them to do the sign for Nightingale 9 and they made it out of brass um like it's like a brass coated wood and they painted it and they weathered it and kind of patinaed the brass and it just looks perfect and I mean we were talking about this before but like you know, you have to put a certain amount of faith into into people who are going to, like, do something like that for you because they can't show you what it's going to look like before it, it's made because it literally is something that's, like, a piece of art that they hand-painted and hand-weathered hand and texturized and stuff, and it's all – it's nothing is uniform about it. Like, if you look at the sign, it's all – there are parts that are all dinged up where the where the paint is chipping off a little bit and – And it it, it really is something that they did because they're, like, really great artists. And um, so, like, when, when Rob and I talked about making the sign, I mean, I think the idea came from Rob, who was like, man, it'd be really cool to have, like, a big metal sign in the window and I was like, Yeah, let me see if I can get these guys to do this. And we can't they came out and we talked about like what we wanted and I think one of them actually suggested using brass. So that was sort of like a they brought the brass in. And then once we decided what we wanted, they um gave us like a little piece of brass that had like the paint colors on it with different patinas, like different stages of like really crazy, like weathered and not so weathered. And we picked somewhere somewhere in the range and then they did it but we had no idea what what it was gonna what it was gonna look like when we when we uh when we got it until i like walked in there that day and the sign was st- yeah. sitting on the ground and i was like holy shit this is amazing See, i, I, I <laughs> wish i could have
2: been in those conversations because i bet you rob talks about food in a similar fashion that you just talked about that process uh-huh you know like constructing a recipe or a, a restaurant where you have all these um outside influences uh-huh. from you know the the produce that you use to the project managers to the sous chefs yeah the execution of a dish you know you had that vision and trying to foster someone along to get to there it's it, it's extremely analogous and uh-huh. um, i keep on finding that in creative people you know that when you break down that conversation it's 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 so you know in tune yeah and it, it's kind of amazing yeah that you just change a couple it's like mad libs uh-huh. I mean, like, it's kind of an amazing. <laughs> but yeah. that's,
3: like, it's, like, really, that is, like, my favorite part of my job. Like, like you know, I love, like, going into my studio and, like, making a logo or whatever. But, like, the coolest stuff is when I get to, like, collaborate with these guys and do this amazing sign and, like, have Rob, you know, like, kind of chiming in with ideas and me offering some ideas and these guys offering ideas and then coming up with something and having it look amazing and just being, like, kind of blown away by the whole thing. And it's so cool, you know? It's just, it's really, that's just, like, my favorite part, you know? And I was telling you before this, like, when the sign was up, like, Rob and I, like, sat outside and looked at the sign, I was like, this is one of the best things I've ever worked on. And he was, like, so happy. Yeah. Like, we were all just so happy, you know. It just, it's really cool. So, um, and the food there is amazing, too. Yeah, I mean, the logo the is food. cool, but the food is awesome. Because we were also saying before <laughs>
2: that, like, damn you, Rob, for making a place that you can now go to every day. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because, you know, there are special occasions, uh, like, uh, you know, seersucker. Yeah. Even, you know, lunch, you can go there most days. But yeah, yeah. This may be an everyday place. and Oh,
3: yeah. Like, I mean, I, I personally, the, the, the menu just is, like, exactly what I love to eat. Yeah, You know? So it's not the kind of stuff that... It, it really does feel, like, everyday sort of, like, there's, like, a... It's, like, an upgrade from, like, a street food vibe. Yeah. You know? So it's, like, everyday but, like, a little... But, but, but still with his sort of, like, level of, like, you know, local ingredients, local everything you know like i mean he has like local light fixtures on the you know i mean like it's it's it, like but but it you know everything is really really good and you could taste like every ingredient you know yeah. we went to a preview dinner last week was that last week and it, we just had a couple of dishes and it every i just wanted i could eat in like five more yeah what them. did you have uh there was catfish with um vermicelli noodles and then we had pork belly with vermicelli noodles. It was like, I, I think it was like a preview dinner where he was just like putting dishes out yeah. and like people were just like, they were just handing us stuff. So I think we got there during the like vermicelli hour. <laughs> um, but
4: There was also the condensed milk oh. ice cream
3: thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the con- there was this condensed milk pleasure. ice cream that had like a peanut brittle type thing in it. So, it was amazing. I yeah. mean, and the, the great thing about it also is that like, for instance, like that condensed milk thing was very small. Um, and it was like a perfect portion. Like it didn't like overwhelm anything I had eaten before. Like it was, it was really great. Like th- this place, I think, I think the neighborhood is going to freak, but I think that it's more than just the neighborhood. Like I think people are going to go there from everywhere. Yeah, You know, it's just, it's such a great place.
2: Speaking about going someplace, let's talk about Spain because okay. I know you two just went, uh, had a little vacation and yeah. I, I've heard there's some good food there.
3: Yeah. You know, I, I I – it is really – the food is really good. And um, so just for everybody, Emma, my wife, is is a novelist. She's writing her second novel called The Good Face. It takes place in Mallorca, Spain. We went there for two weeks so she could do research and so we could actually have a vacation. Um, The the novel is about people who go on vacation. So we just went on vacation and she got to write down (laughs) stuff all the time. It's kind of a great thing. Um, The food there is awesome. And – but – Like, I I feel like we had dinner at, like, a couple of really good tapas places, and and they were great. And after that, I didn't feel like – like, there wasn't a lot of variation, you know? Like, it was like every tapas place sort of had the same thing, and once – there were ones that were better than others – and I wasn't so, like, after two weeks of it, I was like, okay, I think we need to go to, like, the noodle place in Madrid. Yeah. We were in Madrid for a couple of days, and, like, I was like, I think it's time for some noodles. Like, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't think, like, the platas bravas were awesome. Patatas. E- pata- wait, what are Patatas bravas. We yeah. you
2: also have a spell checker which I like. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I know she's yeah. really good at that. Um the, the the those were awesome and uh the first like four times and then after that I was like <laughs> I I don't need any more creamy potatoes, you know, it's like okay, but yeah, I mean I, honestly it's I don't know if it's like my favorite my favorite. Yeah. You know. It's nice
2: to be back in Brooklyn.
3: It is nice to be back in Brooklyn. Uh,
2: you told me some of your favorite places, like Five Leaves you love uh, oh, yeah. for breakfast, Salty yeah. for lunch, Mary's Fish Camp yeah. for dinner. And I love the fact that you loved it so much that you just rented it out for your wedding. Yeah. We, <laughs> we,
3: when we got married, we rented out the one in the West Village um, for, for, for our wedding. And it was so wonderful. I mean, like we, Emma lived, when we first got together, Emma lived on Perry Street, like around the corner. And so we used to go there all the time. Uh, so it was really nice to go back and rent it. Yeah. And uh, and I love that place. It
4: also made, you know, it ensured that our wedding was very, very small because yeah. you can only fit <laughs> about 30 people at Mary's Fish yeah. Camp. So that's,
3: that, that was, it kept it. it for us. Yeah, yeah. it was nice. like we, we got married in her parents' um, living room and then we all went down to Mary's Fish Camp. I love Mary. It's like, I, I heard something about how, I just read this, and you didn't. I haven't told you this. Like the the one in Brooklyn is for sale.
4: <gasps> Let's buy
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so what you just got
2: yourself into? I know. Now you own a restaurant. Too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like those are my favorite places. Yeah. I, I Five Leaves for Breakfast. Like I love that. Those damn pancakes yeah i don't know like they like ruin my day in terms of eating anything else but shit
2: yeah i like how (laughs) we're condemning food that we love like screw you rob for (laughs) having an everyday screw (laughs) you pancakes for filling me up being delicious
3: oh man those pancakes are damn good yeah and um and salty is such a great sandwich place and i love that we love their book we just got their book yeah that book's lovely it's really really beautiful um and uh um What else did I say? Oh, and Mary's. Those are like my three places.
2: So Salty Cookbook. Let's talk about a couple others before we kind of wrap up. Okay. You cook a little bit, and you guys had mentioned that one of your favorite is Staff Meals by The Waltucks. Yeah, yeah. David and Karen of Chanterelle, who dear, dear, dear to me, you know, kind of also helped me amalgamate the idea of food and art because they were such collectors and so vibrant in the scene. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you cook out of there? And you know, what do you cook for, for friends, for family, for events?
3: Well, we, out of the staff meals cookbook, we, Emma, one of Emma's things is whenever, whenever she has a, um, an event, uh, like reading event, she likes to bake cookies for, for like the, the people who come to see her read. Um, and those cookies are, are out of the Chanterelle, um, staff meals cookbook. Um,
4: Odie chocolate chip. Odie. Odie
3: chocolate chip. um, and what else do we make? The pancakes out of theirs are really good.
4: But we've made—I mean, we we've, like—we've made their fried chicken. And their their Our macaroni, macaroni and cheese, cheese is, is great. Really
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, out of that book, and uh, the other thing—the other thing I could think of us like always um, uh, making for people, and it's not out of that cookbook. I don't know where it's from, but we, whenever we have a party, we always make beef bourguignon. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't mm. know what cookbook that's best. just Martha. That's just Martha. Oh, just
2: Martha. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this woman on the street named Martha. Yeah. Martha. <laughs> no one knows who she yeah. is. <laughs> we've
4: been we've been cooking recently. We've been cooking out of plenty. Oh yeah, constantly. Oh my gosh,
3: it's yeah. a wonderful. Oh wonderful my book. god. Yeah, when we were in um, we were on in London on our way to Spain. We had a couple of days in London, and we I looked into going to one of his restaurants, and we couldn't get in and we should have planned accordingly. Yeah.
2: But I mean that shows that's not only a great cookbook to cook from but it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. stunning. And sometimes you get cookbooks that aren't beautiful but have great recipes or ones that are and don't have. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean there's that weight on your shoulder <laughs> I guess <laughs> to produce a cookbook for the Meat Hook that not only looks beautiful but tastes great too.
3: Yeah, I mean I think that the the goal for the Meat Hook book is to um is to make it beautiful but also really inviting. Like I like, I don't want it to – I want it to be something that people really use. Like, I want to see it in somebody's kitchen and have it be all messed up and yeah. have, like, you know, like, post-its coming out of it and, like, have it be all dirty and whatever. Like, that's what I want. Yeah. I mean, I think that that would be the goal with any cookbook. But sometimes you get these beautiful – like, the Bouchon cookbook is gorgeous and – um I love it, but it's like a it really is like a coffee table book. Yeah. Like reading uh, like cooking out of that book is really difficult probably. I've never tried. But it's also <laughs> like I think difficult physically cuz that book weighs like 400 pounds, and it's like, you know, so wide, yeah. and big. It's really a coffee that, table.
2: That's book. why I tell people I don't belong to a gym because I carry cookbooks around so <laughs> often. It's, <laughs> that's a, good. it's a good weight system. Yeah. Uh lastly, well, I'm starting this new idea of asking people their favorite food words at the end of each show. Oh. Um it could be like like James Lipton does in the Actors Studio. Uh, any word? What is your favorite food word at the moment? And if you need me to start, I can go.
3: Um, if, oh boy! Okay, you can start. Yeah. Hold on.
2: So lately, I've loved rondo, uh, just a large, you know, saucepan cooking vessel uh-huh. that you know. Sometimes you start a borio rice for risottos, but I also kind of like the Celtic, so I like that as rondo and Rondo. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, <that's> just, <laughs>
3: Come on Emma, you're the wordsmith in the family it's a lot of it's a lot of pressure yeah right
4: now. yeah um when we were in Italy, this was many years ago, but like, the, the smartest thing we ever did was, there, there, was a, there was a little cat that lived, like, on the vineyard where we were staying. And we were like, what should we name this cat? And we named it Afogato, oh. which was, like, really the smartest we've ever been. Oh, yeah. I, and I got, I got a good
3: one. Um, one of the things I really enjoyed in Spain was polpo.
2: Oh, yeah. I love like, polpo.
3: I loved it. It was so good. And so fresh and wonderful. My,
2: my favorite sign. My fa- it's not signage, but it's a sign outside of like a little deli near me. When they have octopus, uh-huh. there's a little sign that says, I popo. Uh-huh. <laughs> I stop in and I go, I popo? I popo. <laughs> That's all I needed. I don't need the popo. Yeah. I just need to know that it was there. For me. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Your Thank website, you for having me. Your website, completely spelled out, M plus E, Design.
3: design dot com, com. yeah m plus e design dot com it's long and hard <laughs> to tell people but it exists it's, it's worth
2: typing it out yeah. <laughs> michael you. emma thank you so much for being on looking <laughs> forward to you know checking out the cookbook the restaurants everything and maybe collaborating some absolutely yeah. love that wonderful you've been listening to the food scene on heritage radio org
1: hope to have you back here next tuesday at three cheers